lecture four part two of christian patience by william bernard ullathorne this librivox recording is in the public domain lecture four on christian fortitude part two we may consider the virtue of fortitude either as it is a special virtue having its own immediate object or as a universal virtue giving its strength and firmness to all the other virtues in this last sense it is one of the four cardinal virtues as a special virtue its office is to restrain and overcome the fears and the audacities that spring up in the sight of dangers and particularly the danger of death yet even here it stands not alone but is accompanied with other virtues and especially with prudence temperance and moderation although fortitude is a high virtue observes st ambrose it is never without the cooperation of other virtues without justice it would promote iniquity and in calling it the temperance of the heart the saint expresses its whole character the theologians therefore maintain that those who encounter perils and death from unjust or evil motives have not the virtue of fortitude but only a habit that has some external resemblance to it because the virtue of fortitude has always some good for its object the pagan world exalted the fortitude of cato and men of his character because they put themselves to death to escape the humiliation of defeat but the christian can see nothing in this conduct beyond the ignominious cowardice that springs from pride and shame the special virtue of fortitude is exercised amidst the perils of war on occasions of great danger under the infliction of severe sufferings or wherever there are great fears or difficulties to be overcome in warfare this virtue contends with fearless bravery and firm constancy but there is another kind of warfare that cannot be waged effectually without the gift of christian fortitude both in action and endurance and that is the war of the spirit against the world the devil and the flesh this is the most vital and protracted of combats a combat for life against the bringers of death in which fortitude is both the inward strength and the defensive armor of salvation having patience and magnanimity for its supporters not only abroad amongst enemies but at home in social life fortitude must uphold the mind and heart with firmness amidst the temptations contradictions and adversities that are wont to raise unreasonable fears or to break down courage such are loss of fortune of friends of honour or of deserved respect such again are detractions unjust dealings insinuations of evil and seductive flatteries which unless the soul be firm in fortitude are wont to afflict the heart with sadness or to weaken the soul's sincerity the heroes of the old testament who stood for god's cause were endowed by him with this admirable gift of fortitude such were abraham moses caleb joshua jephthah samson david and the maccabees 
who by faith conquered kingdoms wrought justice recovered strength from infirmity became valiant in battle put to flight the armies of foreigners nor were there wanting valiant women like judith and the mother of the maccabees such also in the spiritual warfare were the prophets and holy men of god they had trials of mockery and stripes moreover of bonds and prisons they were stoned they were cut asunder they were tempted they were put to death by the sword they wandered about in sheepskins in goatskins being in want distressed afflicted of whom the world was not worthy wandering in deserts in mountains in caves of the earth hebrews chapter eleven verses thirty two through thirty eight all these were divinely fortified to be the witnesses of god and the soul against the errors and sins of the world such heroes of god were the apostles of christ strong and brave in their fortitude subduing the world to his truth at the cost of everything that nature holds dear until they gave up their lives to the tormentors such were the holy martyrs of both sexes who for the love of god endured every ignominy and suffering and sealed their faith with their blood such the noble confessors those holy men and women who sacrificed the world gave up all things to god for the love of souls and welcomed sufferings as others welcomed treasures that they might prove their love of god by their endurance we are certainly not less weak by nature than they were and our souls are encompassed with enemies if less violent more subtle and numerous and we have therefore as great a need of the virtue of fortitude as well to contend against our adversaries as to keep our souls in peace and safety we have not less reason then to take to heart the admonition of st paul be ye strengthened in the lord and in the might of his power put ye on the armour of god that you may be able to stand against the deceits of the devil ephesians chapter six verses ten and eleven we have now to consider what vices are opposed to fortitude on the side of defect they are timidity or cowardice and also intimidation which causes a false instead of a just fear whilst on the side of excess is to be found that audacity or foolish daring which amounts to rashness yet neither fear nor daring are to be taken for vices when rightly used and properly regulated but only when they become inordinate passions that run into excess beyond what is just and reasonable the vice of timidity or cowardice arises from fearing without just reason what we ought not to fear when we ought not to fear or more than we ought to fear all fear springs from the love of something that we dread to lose or that we dread lest it should suffer thus the fear of god springs from the just dread of being separated from him who is the supreme good and our supreme good and whom we ought to love above all things the fear of reverence is altogether different it is an inspiration of awe and wonder that comes upon us through contemplation of the divine majesty 
the fear of losing one's life comes of inordinate love for this mortal and transitory state of existence which the love of the supreme good is not strong enough to conquer self-love has many fears all of a more or less foolish and inordinate kind every kind of love has its own fears and every kind of sin having a love of its own has also its fears and its angers the avaricious man loves his wealth fears to lose it and is angry with every person and thing that imperils it the sensual man loves his sensual pleasures but is disturbed with fear and anger against those who would deprive him of them the ambitious man loves honours fears dishonour and is angered by those who would lessen his position but it is the fear of great dangers and especially of death that is opposed to fortitude as a special virtue whilst all the fears that drive men into sin and injustice or into the danger of them are opposed to fortitude as a universal virtue for example when a man from fear of losing his property or his reputation commits perjury when a woman from fear of evil treatment or of starvation gives up her virtue or when a person gives up the exercise of his religion from that fear of the world's opinion which is called human respect intimidation is that fear which is struck by other persons into the soul so as to overcome the fear of god and make a man fear what he ought not to fear where he ought not to fear or to fear more than he ought to fear to the danger or evil of his soul audacity or rash daring is an excess that attempts to imitate fortitude but is without the prudence and modesty of mind which belongs to that virtue it mostly springs from vanity and the love of vain glory for the audacious are boasters of what they are not and wish to seem strong and brave when they are only weak and timid it may be noted that the fear caused by intimidation and the rashness of audacity both proceed from one or more of these three causes first from not setting a sufficient value on the good or the life to be protected and especially the good and life of the soul secondly from pride in trusting too much to oneself whilst despising others as though they had no power to injure or overmaster us thirdly from stupidity which is too dull to see the danger to which one is exposed to complete the anatomy of fortitude we must examine the parts of which the virtue is composed and which combine to give elevation steadfastness and splendour to its exercise these are confidence patience magnanimity magnificence constancy and perseverance confidence is the assured hope of bringing what we undertake to a successful end patience as we have seen resists perturbation grief and sadness and victoriously endures molestation magnanimity is that greatness of soul which rises above difficulties and dangers magnificence is that largeness of soul which projects and carries out great works from high and noble motives 
constancy stands with unchangeable firmness to its resolutions and shuns the levity that flits in restless moods from one thing to another perseverance is the resolute continuance in good once begun despite of all obstacles and discouragements it is obvious that perseverance must greatly depend on patience and constancy and here st bernard will instruct us perseverance he says and that alone brings the glory that crowns the virtues without perseverance the warrior wins no victory the victor wins no palm it comes of the vigor of the powers and gives completeness to the virtues perseverance is the offspring of constancy the sister of patience the friend of peace the bond of friendship take perseverance away and fidelity will fail of its reward well-doing of its grace and fortitude of its praise for not he who begins but he who perseveres to the end will be saved when saul was made king of israel he was little in his own eyes but he did not persevere in his humility and so lost his kingdom and his life had samson persevered in prudence and solomon in devotion the first would not have lost his strength nor the second his wisdom i entreat you then that you keep with firmness to this sure sign of justice to this one and only faithful guardian of integrity the vices opposed to perseverance as st thomas observes are softness impertinacity or stubbornness softness comes of ease and pleasure a soft and easy life melts away those energies whereby we endure labors and hardships and dissolves the force that encounters and conquers the difficulties that are met with in doing good works and especially in doing them in the best and most patient way the proper cure for the contemptible vice of softness is labor and self-denial pertinacity is that blind and stubborn vice which sticks to one's own sense and clings to one's own way despite of what is right and reasonable careless of being in the wrong path so long as he has his own will and way the pertinacious man disregards the wisdom that would show him the right way and will probably look upon advice as an insult to his consistency we have heard says isaiah of the pride of moab his pride and his arrogancy and his indignation are more than his strength isaiah chapter sixteen verse six martyrdom is the crown of fortitude it exceeds every other human act in its perfection and this because it gives the most positive proof of the greatest charity yet it is not the sufferings but the cause that makes the martyr god delights not in sufferings but he delights in the brave and patient love with which the martyr suffers he delights in the calm resigned and cheerful trust with which the martyr looks up to him amidst his torments the blood of the martyrs consecrates the earth beneath from which their souls look up to heaven above that heaven which awaits them on their deliverance from the body their faith falls in light on the spectators of their combat 
and reaches the hearts of men of good will in the words of saint cyprian himself a martyr and the witness of many martyrdoms christ rejoices in them the divine protector of their faith fights in them and conquers through them giving them all the gifts that they are capable of receiving christ is there the conflict is his own he upholds them he strengthens them he loves the asserters of his name after conquering death in himself he conquers death in us happy are they who share the honour and glory of the martyrs but this is refused to no one by him who commands us to take up our cross daily and to follow him for a life of self-denial is a martyrdom and calls for the martyr's fortitude st gregory tells us that when persecution ceases there is left for us still the martyrdom of peace the neck is not brought under the weapon of steel but the desires of the body still have to be slain with the sword of the spirit st bernard distinguishes three kinds of martyrdom martyrdom in will alone martyrdom in act alone and martyrdom in act as well as will martyrdom in will alone is found in those who are ready to give their blood and life for the virtues although the occasion does not present itself martyrdom in act alone is found in the holy innocents slain in the place of christ before they reached the use of reason and crowned by christ with the martyr's palm martyrdom in will and act is the prerogative of the glorious army of martyrs who cheerfully sealed their faith with their blood for the love of christ three things must unite to make the true martyr first the state of grace and charity secondly the actual surrender of life in public testimony of the choice of things invisible in preference to things visible thirdly the cause of death which must be in defence of the faith or of some virtue wherefore whoever would imitate the martyrs must be clothed with charity must endure their sufferings with fortitude and must die to the passions of their nature for the sake of god and the virtues st john chrysostom often insists on this spiritual kind of martyrdom speaking to the people of antioch on the actual martyrdom of their former archbishop eustathius he puts to them this question who then can be a martyr and he answers in these words i have frequently told you that it is not death that makes the martyr but that resolute will can do the same not i but st paul gives this definition he says i die daily i protest how can one die daily how can one take six hundred deaths into one and the same body by that resolution of will that makes us ready to die abraham stained not his sword with blood he did not redden the altar with the gore of his son he did not slay isaac yet he perfected his sacrifice who says this he who accepted his sacrifice god said to abraham thou hast not spared thy beloved son for my sake yet abraham received him back alive and took him home 
how was it then that he did not spare him he spared him not in the resolution of his will and of such sacrifices i am accustomed to judge his hand did not immolate his will made the sacrifice it was a sacrifice without the shedding of blood those who are initiated in the divine mysteries know what i say even the unbloody sacrifice is perfect and abraham's was the figure of it let us hear the great saint gregory again if he says we strive in earnest to have the virtue of patience although we live during the peace of the church we may still have the palm of martyrdom for there are two kinds of martyrdom one of mind another in act as well as in mind we may be martyrs without the violence of the sword to die by the hand of the persecutor is martyrdom in open act to endure contumelies and still pardon our enemies is martyrdom in the hidden soul standing at the tomb of a martyr the great pontiff speaks yet more impressively we are standing he says at a martyr's tomb and we know by what death he reached the kingdom of heaven we may not be called upon to give up our bodies in the manner he did but we conquer the world in the spirit god accepts this sacrifice in the judgment of his fatherly spirit he accepts this kind of victory our lord jesus christ beholds this combat within the heart helps us to wage the war and rewards the conqueror end of lecture four part two